take a journey with me into the unseen realm of the paranormal. See it through the eyes of a demonologist. You're listening to the Cajun Demonologist Podcast. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Cajun Demonologist Podcast. I am your host, Jeremy Leonard, the Cajun Demonologist. So, we're going to start out with our new segment today. This will actually be the second episode we are doing, Jeremy Knows Best. Alright, so this episode we're going to talk about something that we all have experienced, and I'm sure that we all have found it quite annoying. It seems that everybody else in the world finds it quite annoying and not cool, except for the person that does it. And we're talking about these loud vehicles. I mean, it's like they don't have no muffler on it. And then, you know, these young kids, they'll, they'll stare and they'll stomp on it and they'll gun it. And I don't know how they think that sounds cool, <laughs> but to me, it sounds like a piece of junk. You know, look, I was a kid once. All right. So back in my day, we had the low riders. Okay. And we had the Flowmaster exhaust systems. Now, look, that sounds good. I mean, that sounds like a kitty cat purring. That thing that they got nowadays, it sounds like a damn sick rock waller or something. I mean, come on, kids, wake up. I mean, back in my day, we tried to make things look and sound better than originally. And today, it's kind of like y'all doing the opposite. Yeah, I find that the younger generation today does that quite often. But anyway, that's it for Jeremy Knows Best. All right, so we're finally going to do it. We are going to talk about a different subject than demons. We're still going to be talking about the paranormal and the supernatural, somewhat. But today, we're going to talk about aliens and UFO crashes, for that matter. So, those of you who know and follow me on Facebook, you will know that me and my wife decided to take a little leisure trip um, a week ago, actually. Um, we had several stops. We went to Tombstone, Arizona, which was absolutely beautiful. I recommend it. If you're ever out there, go see it. And the people out there, they're just top-notch. So, one thing I want to say about Tombstone is that my wife... She didn't know any better. So in Tombstone, you know, everyone dresses up like cowboys, like they did back in the day. And they all carry guns. Well, my wife is talking to one of the uh, cowboys, and she mentions about the toy gun. She's like, man, that toy gun looks real. And he's like, toy gun? That ain't no toy gun. That's a real gun. She's like, you carrying a real gun out here? He's like, yeah, we all do. And there's no crime. And I'm sitting there like, oh, my God. But anyway, beautiful place, beautiful people. Um, so our first stop was in Tombstone. Then we went to Nevada, right outside the small town of Rachel, Nevada. And if you know anything about that, you know that's where Area 51 is, supposedly where the UFOs and the alien bodies went to after the Roswell crash. Well, it went to Wright-Patterson Field first, then it ended up at Area 51. 
Um, you can't really see anything from the road, but, and I knew that going in, it was just the fact of just saying that I was in that vicinity. Um, so then we made our way down. We went to Las Vegas. Now my wife, I, I like Vegas, right? Um, but my wife, she was not impressed. You know, she thought, you talk about the Vegas Strip, you, it's just one little strip of um, casinos and that's it. Well, obviously, and maybe it was 60 years ago, but I mean, it's like anything else. It grows over time. Now it's pretty much a big bustling city. Then we made our way to Roswell, New Mexico, which is some place that I have been wanting to go for a long time. I could actually say it was on my wish list. Or my bucket list. Um, guys, there's no other town on earth like this. So everything's aliens over there. They even have alien faces on their, their light post outside on the street. <laughs> um, everything's aliens over there. Um, but, you know, Roswell itself, with the history that could or could not be true, I mean, I don't know. I mean, here's my thoughts on aliens. You know, we live on an ordinary rock, and we have an ordinary sun. We live in an ordinary solar system. Um, and there are billions of suns out there and billions of other solar systems. I think we would have to be somewhat arrogant if we think that we are the most intelligent creatures in existence <laughs> not not by a long shot i mean have you seen people out in this world lately yeah i don't know intelligence kind of holds true to a lot of that but anyway um now the question is are they visiting us well here's my thought on this so if you have an intelligent species they probably perceive us like we do monkeys. Why would they waste their time coming to this rock and observing our shenanigans? But who's to say? I will say this. When it comes to Roswell, New Mexico, the legend, the myth of Roswell, is it true or is it fake? I will say this. It is the one and only time that our United States military has come forth and said that they captured a flying saucer. Now, after that, after 1947, the Roswell crash, it seems like from that point forward, it's just they deny instead of saying that they captured one. Um, and then, you know, all the eyewitnesses that goes along with it and you know, they all had the same story. And I, and I know what you're saying. You're saying, well, all you got to do is hear a story from one person. And, of course, you just copied the story. That's true. But when they started doing the original investigation of Roswell in the 80s, they done all the interviews with the eyewitnesses. I think there was over 500 that they interviewed up to date. But in the beginning, it wasn't public at that time yet of what they looked like. But yet they all told the same story, the ones that claimed they were there. Um, so, you know, you got to put a little bit of credence in that. And also, let's talk about Jesse Marcel. Jesse Marcel was the intelligence officer at the 509 Bomb Squadron. I think it's the 509. If I got that wrong, please forgive me. Um, which was the only unit in the world 
that was capable of handling a nuclear bomb. All right, so the very aircraft that dropped the atomic bombs on Japan was stationed at Roswell, New Mexico. I think it was the Nola Gay. Um, so the intelligence officer, Jesse Marcel. So think about this. He is an intelligence officer at one of the most important units in the world. So this man obviously had to know his stuff. I mean, these people that was part of this squadron, they were handpicked. I mean, they, these wasn't just your average enlisted men. All right. So Mac Brazel was a sheep farmer that first came forth with the material, the parts of the wreckage that claimed was a flying saucer. So Mac Brazel went into town of Roswell, which is about 75 miles from his ranch, and brought it to the local sheriff and told him, you know, that they had a whole bunch of this out on his property. His sheep won't pass it. And so the sheriff called the airbase. And the airbase sent out Jesse Marcel. Jesse Marcel and a counterintelligence officer in plain clothes went to the Mac Brazel Ranch. And they brought back boxes of this debris. Now, Jesse Marcel made a pit stop on his way back. He went home to show his eight-year-old son at the time what they had, what he had found. All right, and um, went back to the base, and the United States military stated, and I quote, in Roswell, New Mexico paper, that they have captured a flying disc. It is now in the possession of the Army. Now, I wanted to see this supposedly crash site for my own eyes. And a lot of people don't realize, but there are actually two crash sites. So you had the debris field, which is about, I don't know, maybe 35 miles outside of Roswell. Now, that is where some of the debris was found. Now, 75 miles northwest of Roswell in a small town called Corona, New Mexico, is where supposedly they found the saucer, the flying disc, which actually it was not a flying disc. It didn't even look like a disc, but, you know, that's pop culture. Um, so I wanted to go see this for myself. So we drove. I drove literally 1,800 miles straight, I think, just to get there. I was excited. Um, we get into Corona and this place, you blink your eye, you're out of Corona. I mean, that's how small Corona is. And there was nowhere on the internet that would tell you an exact location. I mean, obviously I, I know why, but I mean, they don't want people just storming around there and stuff. Um, so Jeremy did what Jeremy does only in Jeremy fashion. I found the only gas station in Corona. I walked in with a sad look on my face, and I was wearing a, my Louisiana Cajun Demonologist logo shirt. And it's basically just a picture of Louisiana with a CD on it, um, which stands for Cajun Demonologist. I walk in there, there's an elderly lady, probably in her late 60s, sitting at the only table in this gas station. Now, mind you that this gas station has one fuel pump. This is it, one fuel pump. I mean, this is a very small gas station. 
I walk in there with my little pitiful look on my face, and I say, Ma'am, I'm going to ask you a very strange question, but know this, I've traveled a very long way. I said, can you please tell me where the UFO crashed? Now, I've already braced myself thinking that this lady's going to start laughing at me. She looks at me with a little smirk on her face. Like she was almost hesitant. And she said, you really come from Louisiana, huh? Because I could obviously tell you ain't come from here with that accent. And she says, well, I, you know, there's a monument about a mile and a half down the road off the main road right here. And that's where most people, you know, go to and think that's where the crash, where the actual saucer land. But that's not the actual crash site. She said, I've been living here in Corona all my life. I've heard the stories. It's been passed down from generation to generation. She said, the actual crash site where the saucer landed is on private property. And I kind of poked my lip out a little bit more. And I said, well, can you see it from the road? And she said, yeah, you can see it from the road. I said, will you please tell me where it's at? I promise I will not go on these people's property. I'm not going to go on these people's property. I want to get shot. I mean, we're in New Mexico over there, the Wild West. I mean, <laughs> you know. Um, and she says, if you promise me you won't, I'll tell you where it's at. And she told me where it was. And we went there. And, you know, just the feeling of knowing that there is a possibility, maybe slight possibility, but there is a possibility that an alien craft made on another world, inhabited by beings from another world, crashed because they got caught up in a lightning storm, supposedly. Oh, and by the way, there was huge lightning storms the whole time we were out west and everybody says it's very rare to have rain out there more or less lightning storms yeah you know jeremy leonard the cajun demonologist goes out west and you know lightning happens you know hey they say lightning never strikes twice in the same place but i don't know but anyway um just the feeling man i mean just the feeling you know um it, it kind of really is surreal because you realize at that point that you know, we're just like a grain of sand in this mass universe. You know, it's unbelievable. So I am happy that I got to experience that. And then on top of that, I called my boy Ben Hansen, which you guys know um, from Ghost to Morgan City with me. He is, a, he is a ufologist, okay? And I asked him about the locations because I wasn't quite sure because all the other stuff says that the crash was right outside of Roswell. So I'm gathering there's two different sites, crash sites here. And sure enough, Ben confirmed it. So I felt really good. And, you know, that kind of confirmed that the lady wasn't just yanking my chain. She was telling me the truth. So we also went to the debris field right outside of Roswell, Mexico, which is actually just like this open field uh, for miles as far as you can see. And, you know, it was absolutely amazing to me. So I have video, and I plan on making a video about my trip. I have video of the crash sites and all of that, which, of course, is just going to be open fields. But, you know, I'm going to get that done, hopefully. I mean, by the time I'm teaching my demonology class and, and working and 
making jewelry and working on a television show called Unhollowed Ground. Uh, yeah, it's, it's hard to find time to do anything. Um, unless I don't plan on sleeping, which I do occasionally, believe me. I'll stay up for two or three days straight so I can accomplish something when the rest of the world is sleeping. But, you know, did they exist? And then let's not, let's talk about the alien autopsy video. You know, you have Stan Winston, which is one of the wizard special effects in Hollywood. He's passed on God bless his soul. You know, he, he's responsible for creating such monsters as aliens, um, the Terminator and endoskeleton, um, Harry and the Hendersons, um, Predator, I think. I mean, this man's legendary. And he knows his stuff. And, you know, pertaining to the um, alien autopsy video, Stan Winston said in his own words that he would have a hard time creating something like that. Um, so, you know, you got to kind of put a little bit of greetings to that. Now, is that saying that, it, that it's not fake? No, we're not saying that at all. I don't think we'll ever know at this point. Um, but, you know... I don't know. The, the whole ufology thing has always been a fascination of mine as well. So I'm not really known for ufology, but I will say this. I probably know just as much about ufology as I do demonology because ufology is something that I have a passion for. And I mean, I will just watch any kind of YouTube video or podcast or what you have you, you know, on the subject of aliens and UFOs, abduction and all of those things. Now, I also have my own theories of how that could tie into the spiritual world and spiritual warfare and demons in general. But that's, that's for another show. Um, so, yeah, guys. Leave me a message. There, there, you can leave me a voice message through Anchor app, through my podcast. Leave me a message, guys. Give me a topic that you would like to hear me talk about. Give me your feedback on whether you think the Roswell incident, as it's known now, actually happened. Was there an actual crashed UFO that crashed in the desert in Roswell, right outside of Roswell, New Mexico, in 1947? Or was it, as the U.S. military claims it was, a weather balloon? I'm not buying it. Anyway, until next time, thank you for tuning in to the Cajun Demonologist Podcast.